Hello and welcome to Dating Done God's Way. I'm your friendly Christian relationship counselor, Tolu. I started this podcast after I began my journey as a single saved woman trying to navigate the dating scene in a godly way. And I've learned a ton since. Here, I share tips to make it easy for you to date in a godly way. I've watched my clients navigate the dating scene, enter godly relationships and marriages, and even step into motherhood. I want to do the same for you. I know how hard it is to be saved and dating. Trust me, I get it. And I'll be sharing tips to get you started on your own journey to your own godly marriage. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single power-packed episode. You're forgetting to ask yourself the necessary questions. Why do I want to be married? Why, I mean, what, what do I expect from my spouse? Okay, if I find that spouse, would I be able to meet him in the middle? No, because you're not working in yourself. You're busy living a life that's not yours. Welcome, everyone to the Dating Dumb God's Way podcast. My name is Tolu. I'm really excited about today's conversation because I'm joined by the amazing Tope. Now, Tope works in mental health. She started out working in marketing and business development. The stress levels led her to rethink her career path, so she is now a senior nurse. She enjoys music, dance, movies, and self-care. I told you Tope is fun. She won't bat an eye to spend money on her well-being. And that's how she met me, investing in herself. She started life out in Nigeria, and now she's permanently in England. Except, of course, the Lord says differently. Tope is one of the amazing clients I've had in the Dating to Marry program. Hey, Tope, how are you doing today? Hi, Tolu. I'm good. How about you? I'm fantastic. Fantastic. I'm really excited about today's conversation and to hear your thoughts as we unravel this topic of burdensome expectations in the Mm. dating scene. So I'm going to start by asking you about dating to marry. What were the challenges you've had with dating before the dating to marry program? Um, For me, it was around, I mean, dating as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Because um, prior to becoming a born-again Christian, it was, you know, the normal way of dating, the secular way of dating that I was um, exposed to. So I wasn't sure what was acceptable and what was not acceptable. And I think that did come across when I started to date guys. Um, there were things I could not do. I knew um, by virtue of faith that I could not do. But then right. how I discussed this with the men was not very accommodating. So... There was a bit of um, uh, the, it, the communication wasn't very flexible, and I think being joining the DTM or my experience with DTM sort of helped with that. So mm-hmm. it's a bit smoother. Those conversations are a bit smoother. It lacks the judgment that I used to have before. Like when you're telling someone, "Oh, I cannot do certain things," there's a way you you would say it to them that wouldn't make them feel like, "Oh, I'm being judged by this woman," you know, that kind of thing. Right. And yeah. Yeah. So it's been quite helpful. I really, I really cannot sing the pra- its praises enough. So how have those challenges shifted? And I agree with what you're saying. I understand completely, by the way, you know, when you come across as we can do A, but we can't do B, it's black Mm -hmm. and white. It's very like 
it's very um it's kind of rigid in a sense in terms of how you have conversations with them about about it so how exactly. have those challenges shifted since dating to marry how they transformed um, yeah, so like I said, the conversation is a bit smoother now. Um, oh, yeah. I'm able to tell them what it means to be a Christian, and oh. as opposed to making them feel like, oh, you're not a Christian, so this is and this is what's uh, this is this is a difference between us and all of that. But then I agreed to go out on a date with them, so I shouldn't be so judgmental in my conversation. So now it's a bit more, um, yeah, this is who I am. This is part of who I am. And uh, what do you think of it? And then we start to talk about faith generally. Um, I've even been on a date with someone who actually knows a lot about Christian history from the days oh, of the man. Protestant movement. So it's really been great. Um, I I do not feel like that um, fire and brimstone person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's how you you know how we spirit cocos do now. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Even as I'm hearing you talk, I'm just like, I love it, you know, because I really appreciate the fact that you're able to, you said you are now, you, you're basically now in charge of how mm. you want the conversation to flow, mm. um, what exactly you want. To, you're taking responsibility, which, as you know, we talked a lot about during the program and um, through our exercises together. So it's just amazing. Even now I'm hearing it in your voice. I'm like, look at Tope, like, it's <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's so really did, great. Yeah. How did you learn about dating to marry? Um, so you know you get to a point where you feel like something's gotta give, something's gotta change. And yeah. I think that's where the efficacy of prayers come in. I knew something needed to change. I had done what I could do, but then I, I just turned to God and I, I spoke to God about it that I needed help. Um, certain changes cannot happen on your own. You actually do need some support. And I remember on that day, after, I mean, I think within that week, I had started those prayer points. I was on Instagram and I saw something, so I think it was an advert for you. Mm -hmm. And there was like a short video on it. And the video was basically you introducing the dating, the, the change in dating. I think it was. Uh, I think the topic was around you, the reason why you have not met your husband yet. Yeah, what I am think I that was the topic. topic. <laughs> <laughs> that was the topic. And I'm like, oh, okay, let us see. <laughs> <laughs> let us see. You know, those days where you're just flipping through your phone. And so I, I, I was actually cooking the day I listened to the video and... I was stunned. I did not know what to say. And I think what jumped out at me was the realisticness of the video. You mm. talked about things that I could relate to. It really did resonate with me around the mistakes I was making because it was like, oh, that is me. Those are the things I do. Those are the things I would rub off negatively on another person. Because hearing you say that made me like, if someone was doing that to me, it would rub off negatively on me. And it's only fair for me to judge this person as not dateable. Mm. So, That's yeah, good. and then I think at the end of the video, there was an um, an invitation to another um, program we were doing, and I attended that. The questions from those from that um, presentation as well was quite helpful, and I knew, yeah, this is something I would love to do, and I, and I, and I sent my message to you. 
Fantastic. I'm so glad you did. And I'm glad you gave it a chance. Because <laughs> I heard it in your voice. You're like, this is what to start. <laughs> yes. I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I completely get it. So what do you think, Topet, single saved women need to understand about the dating process? Speaking about this. No? Um, um, to be honest, I wouldn't say it's not a difficult situation, but sometimes acknowledging the difficulty in it is one step forward because you've got your expectations based on your Christian values. And the likelihood that the other person will take it hook, line and sinker is enough to make you feel uncertain. So acknowledging that uncertainty is kind of helpful. So I I mean, what they do need to understand is sometimes they cannot do this on their own. They need advice from other people who are in the same situation as them. And I suppose that's where um, the the group, what's the name of the group that we were in earlier? Wife in waiting. Yeah, Yeah, wife in waiting. (laughs) So sometimes those, so if for those who cannot afford that sort of thing, but at least Mm. they do have friendships. Exactly. that they can tap into. And if you're a Christian woman, iron sharpnet iron, go for another Christian person, someone who's genuinely saved, who's genuinely mm-hmm. living to please the Lord. You can rub minds together and talk about issues. Um, I don't think there's anything, there's no shame in talking about your vulnerabilities around around dating. So yeah, that's actually what I think um, women need to understand. I love that. I really do because there is a lot of, I think it's, I don't think it's on purpose, but the way mm-hmm. Christian go about explaining dating, it makes it seem as if if you do A wrong, then you should be ashamed of making that mistake. Or if you be wrong, you should be ashamed of going in that direction instead of embracing the journey and the process. So you're absolutely right. And speaking about friendships, how do you think expectations from family, friends, and, and really society can be managed while dating because it's heavy, you know? It is, it is heavy. Um, I, to be honest, that's, 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 that's one difficult question for me because mm. you cannot manage the expectation of societies because societies will continue pouring it out on you, making you feel inadequate. You have to find your niche, that place of strength. I mean, because there is not everyone in your life that is pointing the, the finger at you like, oh, you should be married. You're not good enough for not being married. You'd have to find, again, friendships that where you you do not feel judged because the world will continue to be the way they are. But you have to find out how to care for yourself. The people that sort of reinforce the positive messages about your life, the people that mirror the values that you mirror and sometimes it could also be from married women and because oh, uh, when yeah. married women are in i mean you all marriages aren't smooth mm-hmm. and sometimes when you confide in married women they will tell you some of the rocky patches in their own lives and it will make you see that you both are human the married yeah. one and you that you're not married you are you are human afterwards but it's going to be a huge task for you to face a million people telling you you're not adequate for not getting married. Just find a way to just block out that message or avoid them altogether if it's possible. 
for example, there's a, a, a family member who I actually do care about, but he has this way of making me feel like, oh, the reason why you're not in a relationship is because you're not this, you're not that, you need to be more this, you need to be more. And this is a person who's not a Christian. So I would never expect him to understand things my way. Exactly. So it is about finding a way to like, so I just try to minimize our contact with each other. During um, celebrations, I'm happy to contact because I know those times there's a part of me that is ready to hear it and I know what to say in that moment. So it's about you not exposing yourself to the, to the negative messages. Find a way to avoid them and be your own, uh, uh, what's the word? Be your own champion. Be your own advocate. You cannot shout down a million voices at you, but you can take yourself away from it. So do what works for you, as long as you're not harming yourself in the process. I really like that advice because it really, you know, shines a light on the fact that people will have their own opinions. You can't do anything about it, but you can definitely do something about how you take those opinions into consideration. Mm-hmm. And um, I like how you say, you know, you need to have a community, like you said, I mean, the wife and waiting sisterhood, that's what we provide as a community of women for support. But if you can't, you know, if you, if you don't have access for whatever reason to that kind of community, you have friends. You have, com- you have local communities that you can join, online communities even, that you can share your perspectives and opinions on. So I, I love how you highlighted even the fact that, you know, some, I mean, we all have family members that think they know everything about what's going on with you. Um, and learning to navigate those those particular conversations with wisdom, I, I think would be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Now, I was also going to, you know, shine a light on safe women getting in their own way since we've spoken about, you know, how they deal with family, friends and society. So how do you think they get in their own way when dating? Um, I think it's that uh, f- the, the, the feeling that they need to be perfect. Right. Our Savior knows we are not perfect. Our Lord knows we're not perfect. That's why he created a way of escape for us in Christ's death on the cross. So those times when we do get it wrong, we should find a way to forgive ourselves because it's from one guilt to another, from one guilt to another, and that's where toxic habits build up. Um, So I think that's the way we get in, in our own way because we feel like, because one thing, we've not done it right, we've not done it the way we should, we are unable to just get up, dust ourselves up and move forward. We just carry the baggage from the past into the future. That's the way we get now. It is quite difficult. It is difficult to be able to, I mean, to forgive oneself when we've fallen short of things that, I mean, standards that we should keep as Christians. But you cannot, we cannot continue to carry those baggages. It just weighs us down and prevents us from being the best that we can be in a new situation. I really think that it's like, you know, just going off what you've said, it's that this, it's that perfection mindset, like you've just perfectly explained it, because you start thinking, we need to give ourselves as women of faith permission to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may seem, you know, 
it it just seems like oh that's so easy to do but it's not especially mm-hmm. when you've grown up with a mindset and you've grown up in a society that glorifies you know this walk as if it's perfect when mm-hmm. scripture even says that the righteous will fall seven times seven and get up the eighth time so you know i completely agree with your explanation of that and I was also going to, you know, shine a light on, you know, we spoke about the Lord, our father, right? So why do you think saved women struggle to trust God's timing? You know, because maybe, you know, a friend, she just get, got saved yesterday and she's getting married tomorrow and she's pregnant next tomorrow. Hey, Queen, I see you're enjoying this episode. If you're interested in diving even deeper into attracting the right men, Dating your husband, dating for the purpose of a godly marriage, dating to marry is the program for you. I work with you to show you exactly how to date to attract your husband. I'm going to walk you through patterns all the way to positioning yourself to date to attract the man that is right for you. I only work with four women. Make sure to check the show notes to sign up for our wait list. I look forward to welcoming you into Dating to Marry. Let's get back to our episode. And you've been on this walk for, you know, only God knows how long, or maybe someone else is on a journey that is not particularly clear to them why maybe they met somebody and everything seemed fine and then it all scattered. It can Mm -hmm. be difficult in those moments to trust Mm -hmm. God's timing. So why do you think we as saved women struggle with that? I think it's multiple advice listen i mean looking at too many people too many examples we forget that that's their own race that's their own journey we have to face our own journey exactly right and this is um scriptures a scripture that comes uh, i think it was um I cannot remember clearly what scripture was this but anyway the point is we forget to look at look to god it's all about looking around. I think it was Simon Peter. When he looked away from Christ, he began to sink. Mm. We have to just continue to trust and walk that walk of faith. It's easy to get distracted. So at this point, it's out. We have to find ways to stop this distraction because it's just distraction. Yes, we do not know. For, I mean, for I mean, someone like me. Um, I'm, I'm Reformed Baptist, so we believe that certain people are called to marriage and some are not. Mm. But at the same time, you would never know until the time the Lord has appointed. And you can only trust in God. His will is perfect. And we'll have to find a way to trust and just keep looking to Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. You said to him what you want from him. I think, I mean, for some people, they would rather, you know, find like a pastor to tell them, oh, this is your year. This is your this. This is your, (laughs) I've never been um, that sort of person who believes in that. I just know I have spoken to the Lord. I want this. He will give it to me in his own time. But then trust the process because it will be unfair for you to end up with a man unprepared. So there's this man who has walked right, who has loved the Lord, who's, done his service as a Christian and then you meet this person and because you were distracted, you did not walk the walk of faith. I'm not sure if this makes sense. 
No, it does. It makes perfect yeah. sense. I, I even like the reference to this is your year. You know, every new year, pastors, with this is your year in African churches at least. <laughs> yeah. So we cannot know the specifics, but you can work on yourself. Remove yourself from the enjoyments of others and face, find enjoyment in investing in yourself. Do things for yourself. Imagine, okay, so for example, I think during our, uh, our program, we did this walk around what I need from a man. I put that down. Yes. And what I was supposed to do was be that person. You know mm-hmm. what you want from um, your future spouse. Go ahead and be that person. It will be unfair of you to find a prepared man and then end up being the unprepared wife. Mm-hmm. It's just like the parable of... Uh, of the uh, the bridegroom and the and the bride, the, the, the the ten maidens that's it yeah. the ten maidens those who had their oil were able to rekindle their fire and they went in for the uh, for the marriage the other five so you would have to walk take your eyes off on the distractions around you those ones are living their lives but you are forgetting to live your own life you're forgetting to Ask yourself the necessary questions. Why do I want to be married? Why? I mean, what what do I expect from my spouse? Okay, if I find that spouse, would I be able to meet him in the middle? No, because you're not working on yourself. You're busy living a life that's not yours. Some women don't even know why they want to get married. So I like no. the fact that you, you you said that point. They just they just know they desire marriage, but they don't. They can't tell you why. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or what they have to offer, like you said, you know, or what their expectations are. They can't articulate it. No, no. And that's just because of the environment they grew up. It's all about the pomp and the pageantry of marriage. Oh, I'm going to look beautiful that day. But yes, the wedding has ended. The marriage is about to continue. You don't know, you don't have any resources towards it. How to be a woman of virtue, how to be a Christian wife, how to be, I mean, just how to manage your own home, manage your time, manage the time that you have together. And in that minute as well, you're not just only a wife, you're a, that's when children come, you become a mother. You are not. You don't even have any understanding of these. And these were some of the uh, conversations we had during the DTM process. You know, these things, you never think of them, but it's actually important too. It is important. Yeah. And I want to, you know, touch on the point that you just made about the fact that you don't... As a woman of faith, there's this pump around the wedding day. You forget that it's a marriage. God's not calling you to a wedding. He's calling you to a marriage. The wedding is just the door. The marriage is actually the whole the, the whole building, the whole thing. But people, as women of faith, it's like the way it's presented generally in the faith, they... they they don't understand that because you're getting ready for a marriage, you have to go through a preparation process. And, and it's so specific to you that you can't rely on someone else's story. So I like the way you really highlighted that point. And, you know, like you said, we did this in Dating to Marry. So speaking about Dating to Marry, what are three areas that DTM touched on that helped you date differently, that helped you date men differently? What are the three areas that really stood out to you about the dating to marry process that really impacted the way you approach dating men differently? 
Oh, the one that I really enjoyed the most was around toxic habits. Yeah, that was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think there's this um, Yoruba adage that says, for you to be able to walk forward, you must be able to look back. Mm. And and I think um, dating to marry gave me that opportunity to look back and see the mistakes that I had made, areas that I hadn't gotten gotten it right. And a lot of that was was due to my mindset. And dating to and DTM gave me the platform to sort of change, to change that. It's quite powerful in the sense that people could give you the key, um, could give you messages around, oh, this is what you should do, this is what you do. But if the mindset is not changed, the likelihood that you will make the same mistakes again is very high. So it was it was a space to sit down and think. It was a space to see what was going wrong and why. And then I was able to now sort of brainstorm with you around how to move forward. And so far, that that one that one has been my uh, uh, like the seven star experience. (laughs) Then. In addition to that, I think we talked about um, the dating cycle. Yeah, this dating cycle, dating stages. Yeah, so this is where I was able to understand which phase I was in relation to a particular person. So I know there's a friendships phase. Um, I'm on the introverted side, so most likely the chances that this friendship phase would last long a bit longer for me is something i got to understand in the Mm. dtm because i think we've got the friendship phase we've got the i think the last one is intimacy phase what's the what's the other one um the dating phase love it (laughs) yeah 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 so um it sounds quite theoretical but Mm. The, the 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 sessions help put a bit of flesh on it to sort of understand it because sometimes you know if you buy a book and you read it through uh, you read it from a book it would take you some time to actually practicalize it yeah but our conversation sort of gave me the chance to hear it understand it and then go ahead and practicalize it and then come back and discuss it with you so it was really it was really great and um, great for me so that's that's one that's the day, day, dating cycle then the other one the other one i really did enjoy was knowing mr right <laughs> i'm mr right now and um, i think i enjoyed that bit because of it made me look back into what i value in myself and what i would value in another person and it made me see what was important because I think it was during those sessions I identified that I actually like white collar guys. So yeah, I, would I remember that. Actually. Yeah, I would find myself gravitate more to the white collar. I mean, guys with white collar jobs than um, someone else. And I was able to because initially it was just something it's something i never thought about i just found myself just i just realized i gravitate towards this kind of person and not this kind of at that time i didn't even realize that this was the reason why i was gravitating towards these people even though they lacked the other values that i would expect so now that i'm more conscious of it 
I am quite careful. And I think we also had this conversation around connection and curiosity. For me, initially, yeah. I would go ahead with people based on, if there's no connection, I just forget about them. But then I never realized that even those I forget about, there's something cute. I mean, I find curious about wanting to know about them, about but them. I never moved ahead with it because I felt oh, there was no connection. Now I find myself still gravitating towards people, even though the connection is not there. And I realize the connection actually kindles further down and I would never have gone further towards them because of this. So I've, um, so those are the key areas for me, the Mr. Right, the sessions around Mr. Right and Mr. Right and Mr. Right now. The dating cycle and the one that packed a punch was um, identifying toxic. Yes. <laughs> that was literally the second session. So we went in from the start. That's so I, 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 you know, I love the way you said that you were able to see your own process. And I really like that adage you can't move forward without looking back. Um, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but basically, I, I like the way. You know, just talking to you, Tope, like I, I really enjoy hearing the way the process has reframed your own dating journey. You know, just enjoying the process of meeting men, going on dates, really understanding where your patterns are coming from. Um, you know, toxic habits is under the pillar of patterns and dating to marry. Understanding that there is nothing wrong in the process of getting to know a guy even if the connection isn't as, you know, as strong in terms of chemistry, but there's curiosity there in exploring that curiosity. There's nothing wrong with it because I think the way it's framed in the Christian faith is as if, oh, your husband will come and you will know him immediately. And both of you will know each other immediately. And from the point of getting to know each other immediately, that's how the relationship can progress. So it kind of creates a very stiff format, which is not realistic or practical in how you can date, at least in today's age. I'm not sure about years and ages ago because social contexts were very different then. Yeah. But um, yeah, and, you know, dating cycles and dating stages, you know, that was also, that was like the fourth session that we in the Dating to Marry program about making sure that you understand. And you know what you just said now is it's really resonated with me, understanding how your um how your characteristics and your personality will fit into that process. You know, like you said, being friends, it will take more time for you because you're introverted and understanding that you are in control of that time. You don't have to move according to what that man says he wants to do or what or what your parents or whatever society is pressuring you to do. So I appreciate that, you know, the program was helpful to you in that way. And speaking about moving forward, what do you think is a safe woman's biggest fear when it comes to waiting for marriage? I cannot speak for other women, but I can actually speak for myself. Mm -hmm. And it's about something we spoke about, um, timing. Mm. So as a woman, there's often this, um, something that's drummed in all our heads that, oh, um, childbearing age yes. is from this to that. That's true. But um, I think that's that's been a difficult one for me. But again, Faithful is he who has promised. So it's all about finding strength to just trust the Lord. 
we have our means of graces to fellowshipping with other brethren, reading the Bible and talking to God. I am um, over time I've realized prayer is is our chance to be vulnerable with our God, to tell him what's going on in our lives and what we desire him to intervene on. So for me, that has been actually the difficult one for, I mean, the diff- really difficult one because although I haven't gone past that window yet, but sometimes I just find myself projecting into the future. Mm. And it's, it's all about just talking. Because you know those times when you feel like, you're in the dark and you cannot come out of it by yourself. That is where you want to be in talking to, to, to other Christians or just talking generally so that you can come out of that dark place and realize that, nah, this is just fear talking. This is just anxiety talking. Whatever age the Lord says you're going to have a child, you will have a child. So, mm. Mm. I really like that. And, you know, just going off that, because a lot of women... We, we we all struggle with, you know, wanting things at our own time, especially when you are used to being in control of how things pan out in your life professionally in terms of taking advantage of opportunities, um, financially in terms of providing yourself, uh, providing for yourself and others that, you know, you want to assist. You know, we're in, we're in charge of at least... When I, from my experience, you know, in this field, because I work with a lot of women like yourself, professional women that are very clear about their values and their standpoints. Um, When it comes to dating, it nearly feels like it's kind of out of your control in certain ways. You want things to go in a particular direction and they go in another direction. But this particular topic about age and childbearing, I'm glad that you even brought it up because it's a significant point of what I say. It's 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 a it's a it's a it's a point of constant tug tug of war, like back and forth with your faith and your fears. So what I would encourage as well, you know, just using this as a medium for anyone that's listening to this is. Take ownership of your process. You know, that's part of what Tope and I have been discussing so far. Take ownership of your process. If that means, you know, going to the, um, making a medical appointment to learn about, you know, your, um, Tope, you are the medical professional. I don't know the English. <laughs> to learn about your um, process when it comes to childbearing. And you know what I'm trying to say, right, Tope? And yeah. you want to help me out here. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those who are up for it, probably uh, schedule like a gynecology appointment to see what's going on for you. I, I particularly, um, I forgot what you call these people who specialize in um, supporting people who want to have children. Mm. Yeah, but if because I know women go to investigate, like, oh, do I am I healthy there? Am I able mm. to have children? If mm. it is something you want to do, yeah, go for it. Mm. Yeah, go for it. I love it. Thank you for helping me out <laughs> because I was like, okay, this is not this. Is, I've, I'm at a loss for words, but I know what I'm trying to say on top of Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, um, uh, particularly in this country, a lot of women do it like, okay, I'm not ready to have children yet. I've got my career to face, but I want to know that. Uh, so, you know, when uh, people have like a 10 year plan for themselves, their 10 year plan does not have a child in it. in it. So they're like, okay, 
after that 10 years, let me go and meet this person to see if I would still be able to bear children, if it's for mm-hmm. them to freeze eggs. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've got my own belief on that, but mm-hmm. most people mm-hmm. do it, and particularly mm-hmm. if they can afford it. Yep, go for it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And by this country, you mean the UK, correct? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, just, yeah. To, just to clarify. Um, and, that's, and that's what I love about this, you know, the fact that, you know, you can... And this is what, you know... I mean, and I'm sure you know you're you're espousing to when we're talking about taking ownership of your process. Don't be rigid in your thinking. Have your own belief system with the Lord. It's going to play out in how you practically date, because um, and that's what we emphasize. You know, that's what I you know emphasize with with clients anyway in terms of really taking ownership of being able to understand that God is going to commune with you you can have conversations with him about anything that's bothering you and really go with the impressions and convictions that you feel about it now speaking about you know biggest fears for saved women when it comes to waiting for marriage what do you think is her biggest challenge when talking to men i would say it's probably the 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 worry that, oh, is this person on the same wavelength as me? Does this person believe as much as I believe? But um, I don't think it is a problem. If it's not the one for you, move on. Move on to the next person. I think earlier on, I struggled with dating, particularly online dating, because it meant that you're going through men like you're meeting one man after the other (laughs) exactly you're meeting one man after the other but as long as you're not overly involved with them i don't think there's anything wrong with them or with that so it's about if one person does not believe the things that you do that you do move on because until you meet the right one the other people are not the right one. So just allow yourself some flexibility. Don't invest too early in something that is not yours, particularly where there is no regard for your person, no regard for the things you value. Do not sell yourself short. I love it. I'm just hearing dating to Maria as you're talking. Don't invest too early. Don't be prematurely attached. Mm-hmm, um, exactly. <laughs> make sure you allow yourself to date rotationally in other words like go on dates explore your options mm-hmm, without mm-hmm. giving out exclusivity to every Tom Dick and Harry that comes yeah. your way yeah um, and I know some women will be like oh because it's a certain way he is your man he is not your man until time begins to show that he, he makes investments in you he makes investments in the relationship he, 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 he's trying to be a better person for the marriage you are equally trying to be a better person for the relationship I beg your pardon it's not a marriage until the marriage but the, the marriage. relationship you're both investing in that relationship and if he's not doing that at all you already have your answer you know i i really i i I really like the fact that we're having this conversation because you know a lot of christians are not comfortable around like you said online dating um dating men rotationally but men do it all the time and it's not even a man men doing women doing kind of situation it's just a part of dating 
you should mm. be able to explore your options. I don't know why we think when it comes to the dating scene, we can't explore our options the same way we'll explore job options, the same way we'll explore relocation options if that's something you want to consider, or you will explore options when it comes to a particular investment you want to make. It's the same way you can explore dating options. And speaking about you know, going on dates, how do you find the dating tomorrow system changed your approach to that process, to going on dates, to getting to know men, to just going at your own pace and really enjoying the whole dating scene? Um, I think I'm less judgmental now. I'm more open-minded, particularly around people and as well as the process. So um, online dating before was something I would just do because I was bored but I find that I'm more intentional now mm. um, there's a way you could be intentional and not come across as rigid or overpowering and I think that's what I got from the sessions so I would meet people engage with them in conversations um, very easily chip in my faith I'm a person of faith and you know have conversations around it it's not like a one-way traffic thing where I'm the one doing all the talking and not giving space for the person to you know talk about their own opinions and I I think there's a part of me now that is open to the opinions of others without feeling offended so you know someone could say something that is not quite helpful but I am not uh, I'm not his master to tell him off but at least you still say certain things like oh but people other people will see certain things a different way and I wonder for you why it's it's the way it is for you and the quality of the conversations it's just the quality of the conversations I'm having lately with people and um I know the end goal basically is to end up with somebody, but I'm allowing myself leave and enjoy the process. Um, because sometimes you get too, too, too invested. Yeah, too invested in the end goal and forget to enjoy and forget to enjoy the process of it and I think that's what I'm doing now the fear is out of the way it's just about oh what is there for me so lately I've been visiting places in in, in London outside of London I'm going from town to town meeting people um, visiting places I've never played pool before now I'm playing pool look at you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's just about enjoying the process. It's an investment in you, not an investment in... Okay, yes, it's an investment into the marriage because you're growing older and becoming more mature in your thinking, but it's also an investment in you. People have something to offer. And it's an opportunity for me to see that thing that they have to offer. Because it's almost like, oh, you, when you meet so many people and see the good in them, there's a lot to emulate for you. There's a lot of resources to tap into. To- hey, Queen, I see you're enjoying this episode. If you're interested in diving even deeper into attracting the right men, dating your husband, dating for the purpose of a godly marriage, dating to marry is the program for you. I work with you to show you exactly how to date to attract your husband. I'm going to walk you through patterns all the way to positioning yourself to date to attract the man that is right for you. I only work with four women. Make sure to check the show notes to sign up for our wait list. I look forward to welcoming you into Dating to Marry. Let's get back to our episode.
to to make your the quality of your life better. I'm not sure if I'm making sense. Oh no, you're making a lot of sense, and I appreciate the fact that you're saying that now you're enjoying the process. People underestimate the advantage of being able to do that. It changes the quality of conversations, changes the way you're attracting, changes the way you are able to impact your immediate environment, and the way you are really understanding your relationship with God. Even it highlights and brings out colors. So I love the fact that you're like trying different things, going to different places, because that's exactly what I sing it a lot when, you know, on my Instagram and, you know, other social media handles. But I appreciate the fact that you're saying through the, you know, through the Dane to Mary experience, you're able to articulate the fact that it has really played out in how you are moving forward with choosing to date and live your life and really enjoy the process. And speaking about that, how would you say Dating to Marry helped your process of discerning as you wait. How has it impacted your ability to discern? Um, I think there was this session where we talked about um, the roles we play. So, as a so, you're you're the woman, you're the wife, and you're the mother. Yes, I remember. Yeah, and the <laughs> values and qualities you bring into those roles. Mm. It's also helped me to be able to look at a man the same way. As a man, they could be really great and wonderful. As uh, as a husband, would they be? As a father, would they be that sort of person? What sort of values do they have at the moment? It's not a... I mean... I found that having to ask direct questions may not bring all these things out. It's just you know, I'm not a fan of direct questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's just this: your interaction with them would yeah. help you identify all these things. And also, if this person, because one thing that's most important for me is my spirituality. I want to be with a person who would help me grow. I'm not, I, I cannot be with someone who's gonna stop me from being that person a christian woman so discerning and discerning has become quite easy if i can see that this person has no interest in godly things because i remember also after having this um sessions with you i discussed it in church Mm -hmm. and even the pastor was like yes you don't you don't (laughs) you don't dismiss a man just immediately just at least have that conversation if he's open to it bring him to church hear mm. some of the things he says you would you will get some of his values via the interactions there's several interactions you have and i think is this sessions that gave me that opportunity to to think about it that way to think outside of the box i would never have thought it was okay although we're not dating we're just in a friendship stage to still mm-hmm. bring this person to church or talk mm-hmm. about certain things with them it's just again like you said taking ownership of the process i don't feel like i'm dragged along i am intentional <laughs> about along. it yeah i feel like i'm intentional about it i'm taking the steps objectively about what i want to do it's really great being in the driver's seat of situations where i would feel really helpless before mm. that's what yeah go ahead sorry go ahead yeah so now i feel like i'm in the driver's seat and even times when i feel like i'm helpless it's not something I sit with. It's something I find solutions to. Okay, I'm feeling helpless about the situation. Who can I, who 
who can I speak to that would sort of put me back in the driver's seat? It's and and, and this is something I I find easy doing about my my work life and other areas of my life, but not really about dating. So mm. it's now like, oh wow, this is this is you taking charge of you. This is really great. I really I really love it, and that's my favorite part of working with you. And you know, that's my favorite part of the transformation in working with clients and dating to marry. Just seeing how you change when how you transform, rather being the better word, when you just change position instead of sitting. By the passenger side, you start sitting on the driver's seat. It changes a lot of things. Mm. Changes the way you see, you know, using that, going with that analogy, changes the way you see the road. It changes the way you experience the process. It changes the way you are able to really engage with your environment. So, mm. and and uh, and and that and that affects a lot. It, it affects yeah. a lot positively, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because certain people would feel like they're being rushed. Oh yes, I want to get married. This guy wants to do it immediately. I'm not feeling ready, but because he wants to do it, I will do it with him. Yes, I can't tell that. you the amount of times I get messages like that. So <laughs> right. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's disheartening. It's disheartening yeah. that someone would end up in a relationship where they don't have the joy that they've always hoped for. Yeah, like so that. we have to be bold enough to be able to call the shots in our own lives. I'm not saying you want to control, you don't want to, it's not about you not being submissive because as women, we are called to be submissive to our husbands who are who is a head of the home, but it is when you are in the marriage. Mm. Before that time, you're both walking in a journey. You have mm. your part to play. He has his own part to play. You're qualifying men, you're vetting Oh yeah, those are your words. Yes, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You're both you're both vetting each other. He cannot do both vettings for you. He cannot help you to vet him. He he is vetting you. You are vetting him as well. Exactly, and that is so powerful when you really understand how that plays out, and it really changes the kind and the dynamic of men that you attract and how you are able to connect with them. And thank you for like laying it out, Tope, like really like going into detail and explaining that. So how would you advise a single woman to attract men? Um, be yourself. Very important. Be your Christian self as a Christian woman. Because the fruits of the spirit, it's easy for other people to see. It is not something you hide people will see it. So be true, be genuinely true to yourself as a Christian. Uh, um, I know sometimes, for example, uh, the fact that you, you are articulate about your needs, put certain men off, then let them go. The people who are comfortable with that part of you will come along. I like that. It applies to home as well, where men feel like because this person is articulate, they are stubborn. No, strength is not the same as arrogance. You cannot say that this. If a man thinks both are one and the same, then you might as well walk away, because you would have to be strong to live this life, aren't you? But then, as long as you're careful not to make it a thing of arrogance, yeah 
just be yourself. That's really all I can say. That's 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 that's, that's what comes to mind because that's what I'm doing. Just being myself. If there are areas in my life that needs changing, there's a way the Lord brings people into your life that points it to you that this attitude or this behavior needs changing. But it, for someone to shame you into being the person you want, uh-uh. it's not acceptable. Uh-uh. No, it's not acceptable. Be yourself and do not be afraid to speak as long as you're not disrespectful of the other person. It's it's a mutual walk. It's like, a, like a, Tolu, you said, it's a vetting process. Do not be afraid to vet. It's not about arrogance. It's just about you being true to you. I, I you know, you just said a lot of things that I completely, you know, would advise anyone listening to this to share with a friend, listen again, because Tucker is dropping gems about being yourself is very key. A lot of women don't know who they are, but they want, they know that they want to get married. I don't know how you're going to know the type of marriage you want to enter. It's like saying, I want to, I want to apply for a job without a CV, without knowing my experiences, without knowing what I want to get from the job. Of course, you're going to make mistakes and you're unlikely to get a very good job because anybody that has a very good job will not give you based on you not knowing what you have to offer. So it's important to know yourself very well and really understand. It's not like you're going to know yourself before you get married to the point of not discovering new things about yourself. But there's a certain understanding that you have to have in the process that will affect the way you choose a spouse and will affect the way you choose even a boyfriend, even a friend that you need to be consciously aware of. So thank you for you know mentioning that. And I would encourage anyone listening to this to not take that advice lightly. It is the one thing I can say that will change the way you experience life is self-awareness and being able to like, and when you come to God and you are very intentional about that relationship, he changes you in ways that will constantly surprise you. So you don't want to underestimate that. Like that is a very important area. Now, Topher, finally, I just wanted to, you know, we've talked about so many things in, in, in this in this episode, we've talked about the importance of, like you just said, being yourself, understanding your process, you know, knowing your habits, being clear about what stage you are in the process of dating, qualifying and vetting men the right way. So what mm. what was your favorite part of dating Tamari and why would you recommend the program? Um, my favorite part, I think we mentioned, I touched on my favorite part of it. Yes. And why I would recommend it is because nothing beats like the, the results, you know. Oftentimes when you do a research and then you, you you see the results, particularly if it's positive, you feel so empowered to talk about it. Oh, this is the research we did and this is the positive results we got from it. I can, I am living through the positive results of it. So... Okay. I will be recommending it for you, but I mean to others because it's it's helpful around changing mindsets, about finding why things are not working out for you. It's about empowerment. It's about it's about maturity, and it's also about helping your own future because there's nothing as difficult as getting to know yourself after you're in the relationship or after you're in the marriage 
it is not a good place to be because then you feel like you're not in the right place and then that becomes it does it it becomes an environment where you cannot grow it becomes an environment you start to birth children into an environment where there's strife um aside marriage another great gift a woman and a man gets is to be a father and a mother and someone who builds life you would want to make the preparations before you get into it and dtm was a good platform for me thank you so much tope it was lovely having you on the show make sure if you're listening to this that you not only watch like but also share tope's amazing insights thank you so much tope i really appreciate you joining us yeah yeah thanks thanks tolu it's been it's been really insightful working <laughs> with you. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot sing it enough. Or I really cannot. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Okay, Topher. Hold on a second. Ready to date your own husband? If you are, I'm here to walk and work with you through the process of dating strategically and practically using scripture to vet the right way to step into marital alignment easily. Dating to marry sessions are tailored to make your dating journey easy and aligned with your own unique marital calling. To become a dating to marry client, check the show notes for the link to apply to our program. Feel free to send me an email at tolu at tolufalode.com. That's tolu at tolufalode.com titled dating to marry application. And I'll be glad to share the link to apply as well and answer any questions you have about the dating to marry process. I look forward to reviewing your application.